Okay, this is Dating Skills Review, uh, Angel here, and today we have Mr. M from Love Systems. Hey Angel, how you doing? Alright, great to have you here, man. Great to be here. Right, so uh, I understand, like, uh, basically for the, the purpose of uh, the interview today is twofold. Uh, first of all, like Love Systems is just about to bring out uh, a new book, and Mr. M is one of the authors, so we're going to get some insights into that and what it's all about. And secondly, because uh, we haven't had Mr. M here before, is uh, just to get to know him uh, as a person, as, an, as a dating uh, coach, um, so you guys can get to know him, where he's come from, and see, you know, kind of if he kind of has, has a dating lifestyle that you're kind of looking for and, and thinks along those lines, so it's something, something you'd uh, like to get to know more about. So, uh, Mr. M, it would be great if we could uh, start this by hearing a bit about the new book that you're bringing out. Okay, no problem. Uh, yeah, the book is called The Ultimate Guide to Find a Game, and uh, it was written by myself, uh, Mr. M, and uh, Brannick, who is another lead instructor with Love Systems. And uh, the book is about a year and a half in the making, um, and it came from the realization that uh, you can't go home with a girl every single night. Well, you can't go home with the girl that you want, uh, that you think you want every single night. Sometimes you, you have to, because of logistical reasons or whatever else, take her phone number. And uh, so what, what uh, myself and brother uh, and, and Braddock um, figured out was that, uh, you know, it, it, was, it was a really important skill set for us to be able to get the, the type of quality of girls that we wanted to be able to be extremely effective on the phone, you know, to, um, to be able to... Um, you know, be able to cause massive, uh, massive attraction and um, to, to increase our close rate um, to, to really high levels on the uh, on the phone, and that's exactly what the uh, what the book covers. So it goes through um, you know a lot of basic stuff on playing text game, and then it goes to uh, through some of the more advanced stuff. The, the basic stuff is like you know <laughs> first contact, um, whether to call or text, um, what to say in the first text, and then um, looks into uh, you know, the different types of, uh, of interactions that you have over the phone with different, uh, with different types of girls. It goes into three categories, you know, girls who really like you, <laughs> girls who you have to work a little bit more for and how to do that. <laughs> and then it goes through um, uh, how to build attraction in, uh, through, through the phone, the really, uh, really powerful uh, phone and text game uh, technique. And then uh, the more advanced topics like uh, sexualization and courting, um, uh, what we call uh, uh, like addiction by, by way of the telephone. That's a little bit darker, um, but uh, it's really powerful stuff in terms of. I mean, I'm sure you've all been there when you're, you know, uh, when you're waiting in front of your phone for a girl to call you, um, and you're just looking at your phone, or you know, you feel your phone in your pocket because she hasn't texted you or she hasn't called you. That is actually the highest level of one of the highest levels of uh, what we call addiction or, you know, uh, phone game attraction. And you can actually do that. Um, I mean, there's, there's, you know, there are a series of steps, but um, through, through uh, maintaining the correct mindset, it's very easy for you to uh, create that sort of attraction where a girl is basically waiting for your phone call and wants to hear from you. And uh, uh, we go into things like that and then sexualization over the phone, meetup strategies, and uh, I mean, it's a really comprehensive book, it's over 150 pages, and uh, this is going to be one of the first uh, actual products that myself and Braddock have brought out, 
and it was very important for us to because uh, we got we got a suite of stuff coming out um, this year, um, and it's very important for us to, to bring out not only a very high quality um, product, but we want to actually create completely breakthrough, revolutionary stuff um, that uh, concrete our contribution to the community because you know the the dating community has given us uh, so much in terms of um, you know. Just my just the improvement in my quality of life. That uh, it was important to me not to just rehash old BS, but to uh, really innovate and create new stuff. And uh, I think you'll. Uh, I'm really proud to say that I think you'll find that within the product I'll be out um, before I uh, before I retire from the community per se, which which I will do uh, pretty pretty soon. Well, that's interesting stuff, and you you brought up a a, a lot a lot of different uh, conversation points there. Uh, I believe you mentioned I don't know if you just mentioned right now. I don't think you did, uh, but you mentioned to me earlier um, how 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 long the book was. It's it's like 150 pages. Did you say? Was yeah, it? it's, it's over 150 pages. Um, let me just get the beta version out now. I'll tell you because uh, it, it hasn't launched yet. So yeah, the beta version is uh, over 160 pages. Wow. Um, <laughs> and that's not including any of the bonus books or uh, some of the last-minute adjustments that we may make, even though it's like 95% done right now. Okay, great. But it's, it's and- basically like, uh, it, it's not only, a, I mean, as much as it's a book about playing a tech game, like all games, if you get your, uh, your mindset and your inner game work out, then you don't have to think so much about what you're doing in every moment. You can just act off the reaction screen which is wired towards attraction. And so in the book, we get through a lot of tips and tactics, and there are a lot of um, examples of different phone exchanges, um, failed phone exchanges, very, very successful phone exchanges, and we analyze a lot of them. But we also go into the mindset of successful phone tech game, which is very similar to the mindset for uh, successfully creating attraction within women. You know? So uh, all of that is, uh, is, is really comprehensively uh, covered in the book. Awesome, awesome stuff, and I just I just wanted to get uh, one bit clear about it. Like, it does it, it has examples as well as because it sounded like it, it tells you a lot about what to do. Uh, do you also have like examples of exact texts and stuff like that in it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, there's there's a funny story of me actually sitting down for like for half an hour and then uh, typing out a text from my BlackBerry, and then uh, me getting so tired of typing out the text that I gave it to a uh, Starlight to type out, and then him getting so tired that he gave it to another instructor. <laughs> uh, there are, there are. I mean, that, that was epic. that's what we call a long fuse. A um, a girl who is you know, this girl was a model, and I ended up sleeping with her. But oh, it took a long time um, because uh, you know she was worth it to, to pursue her because she was super hot and super intelligent. And uh, so I did that using using a uh, long fuse phone and text game, which is basically. Uh, when you know when you're not getting much compliance and you're and she's not hooking very much, you don't know what to do, you don't know if she likes you, um, you know how to turn that situation around. And I think just looking at it now, that transcript is over four pages, and uh, with you know annotated notes on exactly what I did, why I did it, what went right, what went wrong, strategies I used, and uh, there's are uh, I mean, put it this way: if you open the book at a random page, I'm pretty sure you'd see examples and the principles behind them, um, you know, in terms of a, a probability. Like, I'm just flipping through it right now, 
created it to be able to be usable. As much as we wanted it to be breakthrough, uh, Savoy would not let us create a book that was uh, not, you know, really, really highly usable to, uh, to people who who support uh, uh, love systems and, and purchase books. Yes, uh, like I know, I know that it's like it's basically the only only book uh, to come out on this specific theme. So uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing it and reviewing it, and uh, um, I'm, I'm sure it's going to have some interesting stuff there. And so I'm looking forward yeah. to that. Um, well, like you just popped out there with that, you know, um, towards towards the end of of when you were talking, like saying you were going to retire uh, from, from dating coaching. Um, before we get into that. Uh, it would be good to like kind of know how you got into dating coaching in the first place and like how long you've been in it. Um, as I understand it, like how, how old are you now? Uh, 27. All right, just to give people a bit of a background. And so uh, when did you get, like just give us some background on how you got into learning about dating, you know, what were you doing just before that um, and, you know, what, what basically what you've been doing while you've been in dating coaching, how you've evolved and, you know, what's going on with this retirement stuff? Sure. Well, uh, I mean, the story is, uh, you know, it is uh, not that I like to advertise it as such, but it is a sort of rags riches story, which seems to be a pretty consistent theme through my life. I know you and when I, Angel, were talking about business before, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's interesting that uh, you know my, my family was uh, from the first slums in uh, in Indonesia, and uh, we've uh, you know I've come a long way to be able to launch businesses that launched. But, uh, but it's in the same way, uh, you know, I grew up as a small Asian kid in a very alpha male uh, society uh, in Sydney, Australia. And if anyone who's ever been there, you'll know that there are some incredible naturals there. And uh, I, I was a good kid, you know. I, um, I got good grades and uh, I, I worked really hard in the, uh, at school. I tried to participate in sports and stuff. And um, I was a pretty happy kid. But then uh, as I hit me and I hit... Um, I hit, you know, the teenage years, I started to become interested in girls, but none of them decided to become interested in me. And that was really crushing for me. In hindsight, actually, now that I'm where I am, I'm actually pretty happy. It means I wasn't distracted, and um, I, I focused a lot on my studies. But I really buried myself in my studies. I thought to myself a few times that I wasn't meant to be the type of guy who was good with girls, and uh, you know, other guys were better at that, and I was better at um, intelligent you know, uh, things and I mean, you know, it was uh, it wasn't a good mental place to be mentally, um, but uh, it was a way that I could keep happy while I was uh, while I was growing up. And uh, during uh, sort of you know the university years, um, yeah, you know, I, I hadn't kissed a girl until I was uh, I think twenty, and then I didn't sleep with a girl until I was twenty-one, which is a uh, pretty pretty uh, horrible. And uh, a, a couple of times in that period, I got my heart shattered by girls. And when I gave the example before of the phone and text game, um, uh, you know, the, the addiction in phone and text game, there were numerous times I remember, numerous times where I would just look at my phone waiting and hoping for a text from, from a specific girl, you know. And, uh, I mean, I, I came from a pretty dark place and something like Sheriff said you once, uh, and I think you're, uh, you're pretty good with Sheriff. I think you guys live in, uh, in Thailand together. Yeah. The, yeah, uh, Sheriff said to me, he goes, um, because it's a principle of emotional leverage that uh, because look, you know, a lot of the guys uh, in, in this, uh, well, a lot of the guys who get really good are the guys that came from such a, a scarcity before that uh, 
Right. It's like it's it's kind of like the overcompensation for for your insecurity exactly. principle. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Interesting thing is, um, Angel, that uh, I was reading a book recently on uh, billionaires, and I I, I, I actually I mean, you know, based on our discussion before, I'd uh, I definitely recommend this to you. Mm. But um, uh, it, it it went through the uh, childhood of only self-made billionaires, and it said that most of them came from a place scarcity or lack. I mean, it went through a different, uh, different common uh, principles behind it, but most of them did come from a place scarcity or lack. Yep. Not, interestingly, um, all the time it's from money. Although there was that sort of, uh, sort of undertone there. A lot of it was from um, from social, being, being social out. Uh, um, but in any case, the uh, the principle remains the same. You know, it creates some sort of emotional leverage. So I, create, I had that emotional leverage. And then one day, I, uh, I, I'd always seen those Davy Angelo uh, uh, advertisements to improve your dating. I thought they were complete bullshit. And, uh, you know, I thought they were just trying to make money of me and that sort of thing. And uh, what ended up happening was uh, a friend of mine, my cousin actually, sent me uh, an email saying this is what happened to you. When I, you know, when I uh, totally messed up with this girl and I couldn't concentrate and I was shattered and I was depressed. This is when I was about, uh, I think, 20... One or twenty-two, and uh, he sent me this email. And as soon as I opened the email and read it, I called him and I was like, "Dude, I was like, you are an absolute genius. This is exactly what happened to me." And he said, "Well, you know those pipes uh, that you've been giving me shit about? Well, that's from them." And I, as soon as I figured out that there was actually legitimacy behind Eddie's design, yeah, and I was insane. I mean, my mind, you know, I, I, I would consider myself to have a fairly brilliant mind in. Um, in some respects, and when I turned that weapon onto Danny Stein, I mean, I was I was already at that point in time. I was the youngest lecturer ever at the University of Sydney, which is Australia's public uh, university. I was getting paid a ridiculous amount for uh, for a very short period of time, which meant that I had a lot more time to spend on learning Danny Stein. That's exactly what I did. Mm-hmm. I spent one day working and six days and just reading about Danny Stein, watching Danny Stein. You know, just. Um, just incredible. Like I, I still to this day, actually, actually, you know, uh, funnily enough, Angel, what we were talking about before. Um, the only time in my life, which I've, uh, the only two times in my life, which I've worked that hard are now and at that point in time um, when I was learning uh, about the Danny signs. Yeah, so, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, so, th- thinking back uh, to that, I think you know, a lot of us had that. I, I have that nostalgia too. Uh, where, where I was putting, you know, as much time in as you were, and it was like re- really a, a healthy studious obsession. Um, oh, yeah. So, like, you know, I, I don't know all about you, but, you know, I kind of think back to it like as a bit nostalgic because you're learning so much as well and everything's changing so fast, so it's kind of like a great period. I mean, it's, it's evolution, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's literally your... Uh, it's, it's literally your mind and, your, and the way you see yourself and the way you see the world evolving, which feels... It's like it's like an orgasm for your brain, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, it's an incredible, incredible feeling. So uh, basically, um, you know, that's the uh, you know, so so that happened, and then uh, I started to get some results within in Sydney, but then uh, unfortunately, uh, I didn't actually. Uh, I mean, I wasn't actually happy. What I found was that I got I got some results. You know, I hooked up with three or four girls, and then. Uh, I wasn't happy. Uh, I found that, you know, I could get some girls and I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy with the quality of girls. But in general, I wasn't happy. And I, I couldn't figure out why. 
you know, David D'Angelo and a bunch of other guys recommended a lot of inner game books. And I'd read a lot on Buddhism, Hinduism, and things like that. So basically, one day I told my parents that I was uh, moving to London. And before I was moving to London, I was going to go into one of the most rural regions of Africa and live with uh, a monk over there who was from India, and he was doing good work, right? Yeah. I, did. I went over there, and uh, amazing experience. Like, literally, you know, if you never have to kill the taste the goat down, kill it, cook it, and eat it, uh, then, uh, you, you know, you don't, you, I don't think you fully appreciate what I went through in, the, through in that. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, kill a goat and to fucking eat it, like, an hour later is a really bizarre experience. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I went to here, but I also took a lot of inner game books and uh, learning with me, and I went for two months, and I lived, you know, on a concrete floor in, in Africa, and uh, it really changed me, you know, uh, and I, I brought a lot of the David D'Angelo stuff, um, you know, the inner game stuff, and I came to London after that, and uh, was hired by, by one of the uh, Magic Circle law firms there. Um, I'd, been, I'd previously been working for uh, an investment bank called Rothschild, yeah. an investment banker. But, uh, you know, I went to uh, London and, and uh, worked for a magistrate law firm there. And uh, while I was doing that, I kept, you know, looking for self-improvement and, uh, and learning that you can't, I started to get better and better. And one day, I was in a club and uh, I was talking to a few girls and one, one, someone came up to me and said, uh, hey man, have you read the game? And the truth is, I read the game, but only like four months after I'd actually discovered any signs. Um, and so uh, I was like, I was like, yeah, I have. And he's like, you're really good. I should introduce you to, uh, to this guy. He's his own company. And basically, from there, I started to work for an old, old company called the School of Production in London, which then changed to the Danish School. Which then, and I, then I approached a bunch of outdoor interactions. I met some of the uh, the juggler guys. I basically I met some of the mystery method guys before mystery method became log systems. Mm-hmm. And uh, I basically tried to learn to keep the hang around as much as I could, just trying to deliver value to those people. So, you know, I'd say something, I'd do things like, like uh, do legal work for them because I had expertise in legal knowledge. Uh, do legal work for them and then, you know, come to a, come to a program or, or help out as much as I could and just hang around them just to, just to learn. And over the time, I became very good. And uh, I became an instructor for these companies. And... Uh, then one day, you know, Mr. Mithin, I came across Mr. Mithin instructor who actually, uh, who uh, saw me in field and who heard about me, but, you know, was, was never, uh, I was never very active on community forums. I, I live my, uh, I choose to live my life in the real world. And, um, and uh, what happened was uh, he, he basically said, listen, you know, you're actually pretty good, come approach coach for me. And I said, sure, you know, can I come to your boot camp? Can I learn from you? And he said, yeah, this was actually sheriff, believe it or not. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I said, and uh, he's like, yeah, you know, do you mind if I come to your program? And he's like, yeah. And then, I mean, I killed it on program, and then he, uh, Sheriff invited me to, uh, I mean, I was already a lead instructor with other companies, just not for love systems, and uh, he invited me to L.A., and uh, all expenses paid trip to L.A. And, you know, I love doing that. I love finding good talent and saying to them, uh, congratulations. You know, I'm willing, I'm willing to pay you to come to LA to um, show your skills. And for a young guy, that's a pretty cool thing, you know? Yeah, that's some exciting times. That, you know, you're good yeah, I mean, fuck, it blew me away. I mean, here I was, small, you know, a kid from Australia who, who, uh, who thought he was cool enough, you know, being in London. And then someone said, you know, you're good enough with girls now that 
I went to showcase you to the hotel in L.A. And I was really nervous. You know? I, mean, I came to L.A. and uh, <laughs> I was meant to meet uh, to meet Nick Savoy. I was so nervous when I met him. I just I was just on the tide. And uh, a few of the other uh, the guys. And uh, uh, I remember, uh, you know, I didn't I didn't really prove myself or anything. I didn't think I I didn't think I had what he thought. I, I was just happy to be there. And uh, there was this really hot girl in a hotel lobby who I approached. And uh, later on, I was in uh, in her bedroom. I didn't get to close her actually, but it was close. And uh, she turned out to be a playmate. And that was an approach I did in front of uh, two or three instructors, you know. And uh, yeah, I remember you talking about that way, way back. Yeah, and so uh, it was the only field report I ever wrote. Uh, it was a condition, you know. The boy really pushed to write that field report. I don't like writing field reports. <laughs> yeah. I am my love life private. You, you'll know, you'll not find another field report um, that I've written, and uh, but you'll find great articles. Um, but uh, you know, so I went to LA and uh, pulled a playmate, and then uh, or, or rather hooked up with a playmate, didn't, didn't pull her home, and. Uh, uh, and, uh, yeah, so I got back to, to London and they made me an offer to become an instructor because I also had, you know, a good head on my shoulders. And then, uh, things started to really kick off and I found that I really enjoyed, um, uh, helping people and uh, improving their lives. And, uh, I continued with it. And, uh, that's, you know, that's where I am now. And I'm also at the point now where, uh, where I'm, you know, starting to start my own businesses and, uh, and really, uh, come to, uh, Thanks, thanks. That's a really, really, really good review of um, how you got there. So I'm just wondering about the timeline uh, from, you know, kind of when, when you first uh, started using this stuff in Australia um, to when you became a Love Systems instructor. How how what how long was that between the two dates? Uh, Roughly. Three and a half years. So, I think you know that that's a reason, right? You, you said like you invested quite a bit of time at the start. Uh, you obviously, you know, con continued to to invest that, and you did some, uh, I'd say, kind of unique things. You know, you did you, you you really put some effort in in terms of like you, you went on to Africa, um, helped with your inner game, and you focused on that. Um, and you know, you, you went about learning the smart way by hanging out with people, and, and you know, beginning to associate with a lot of people who are already good. Um, so you know that, that that must have really helped you to learn um, quite quickly and, and become yeah. quite quite good. Um, I just wanted to point out that you know uh, back then there, there weren't really that many products out, right? Um, so you're talking about uh, what year was it? Uh, be like 2005, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I mean, like uh, back back then there weren't so many product products as you said. Like there was David D'Angelo, so you were reading that. Um, but but now there's a lot more products and you know things have moved on a lot more. Like what would you say about that? Because you you were kind of learning from um, a dating science which is less evolved than today. Yeah, uh, you know, interestingly enough, like I think what that did was actually make me. Uh, I think it just slowed down my progress a little bit, just because um, I didn't have the type of resource or all those resources. Um, I mean, I had a lot of resources. There was still quite a bit out there, but um, it wasn't as nearly as evolved as it is today. And uh, so it set me down weird paths 
but there was, you know, for, for example, the routine. Um, you know, I started off learning routines, and that's not where I am right now. I've, I've moved beyond that. Um, even though occasionally I still use, you know, a routine. I mean, it's hard not to when you're in uh, the same conversation, you know, 500 times. But, uh, but uh, thinking about it, like, uh, because of the lack of uh, material back then, I, I also studied a lot of tangential material. So mm-hmm. things like influenced by Cialdini and um, the Euronia stones by Bayer and uh, cybernetics by Malt. And a lot of these other books that were recommended on David Angelo Pollock's book were also forerunners in the self-help industry and in the uh, psychology industry, uh, you know, I, where, where things are discovered. Now, if I had the resources that were available today, I, I'm sure it would have made my... Um, this is why, like, I, I am actually really excited. Because the truth is, uh, Angel, that with the percentage that the company takes from the products that I release, we're not looking at a big income here. Like, I'm not going to make any, I'm not going to make hundred thousand, over a hundred thousand dollars in a year if I release, you know, ten products. Like, the company just takes too much of the percentage. Like, I'm not going to save the percentage that we get. They just fucking didn't. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, I, I do, I do. Um, what I do like is uh, thinking that out there, there's someone like me who was at the point that I was at and had the, the resources of the DVDs and the books that, um, that I have released now, that I am releasing, and that some of our competitors have released. Like, I, I am more than happy to recommend competitors products. I, um, you know, I, I respect really good uh, content that's put out there, and uh, some of their products are actually, you know, absolutely revolutionary and really helped me as well. So, um, you know... Uh, I would encourage you guys to yes, hang around positive people. But what we say in the inner game seminar, sorry, not positive, but hang around like people who are good with games. But if you're interested in this, um, in the inner game seminar, we say that there are three things that create mastery, right? And if you're not hitting mastery in a certain area of your life, you're missing one of these three things. And it's knowledge, it's mentors, and it's experience. The three things. So get the knowledge. Like learn as much as you can from the materials that are out there. Just be a punch for it. Um, get mentors to hang around, teach you, send you on your way, right? And you must, you must get the experience. And the experience is actually going out there and doing it, falling flat on your face, fucking up, dealing with all the problems. Um, you know, you have to go through that phase. That's a, it's a crucial phase and it's really almost a rite of passage. Um, so if you can get through it, you feel like a lot more of a man. Um, so, you know, uh, yeah, things have changed, but, uh, and my approach would be slightly different now, just because I don't think my approach would be different. I still, you know, read a lot and apply it as much as uh, I could. But, um, but I think what would change is that I, I get better information more quickly and uh, have a wider um, spectrum of ideas to choose from. Oh, one thing I wanted to say, though, back then, uh, you know, people like Ross Jeffries, uh, and uh, there was there was really really weird shit out there like <laughs> like hypnosis and um, hypnotizing girls and uh, Ross Jeffries like uh, anchoring by way of uh, touch and just all, all this stuff which you know which I appreciate can work but here's the thing uh, Angel that I would recommend to everyone there is the part of your mind your intellect that tells you when you're talking to someone and you trust them or you don't, you think that they're a good person, or you don't, um, you know, that you get that instinct about someone, right? 
When I first saw some of the dating coaches out there, I was like, I immediately said to myself, there is something about this guy which doesn't click for me, which isn't a good thing for me to follow, so I'm not going to follow it. Right? And, uh, and that, uh, I mean, I took from them things that I thought would work and things, the theories which I thought I would try out. I never became them. I never thought to become them. I never worshipped them. I, I hate people. Like some people in this community, we're talking, um, uh, Angel, about how uh, people are very ego-driven within this community. And, uh, you know, I, I told you, if I had a choice to not put Mr. M on any of the products that I release, just have people see them, that would be my preference. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, there are, there are a lot of people out there who... Um, are really sort of weird and ego-driven and trying to teach this. And, you know, if you if you, if you do something that they say for you to do and it doesn't sound right, then trust yourself to, to think that. Because the things that sound right are the things that work, right? Like, uh, you know, basic principles of uh, non-neediness, of uh, becoming a better human being, of being more confident, you know, um, social, social theories of uh, the way social dynamics work. Um, those things that make sense. And uh, they they should pass your bullshit filter and your um, and your uh, you know this is this is not weird filter. And uh, I think that really did you right because instead of becoming a weird community oriented diet and a more social, more free, and uh, happier, funnier, cooler, smarter person from uh, from discovering dead science and learning it in a clever way while still trusting my instincts on on the things I learned. Great, uh, Ms. Ram. Thanks. That's that's some really good um, stuff and some helpful advice for people. You know, when they when they're looking for what what they should do and what they should, because it's true. There's a lot of different stuff out there, and it's sometimes difficult to know what you should trust. So, sure. Um, let, let let's take a, like a, a little step back here and um, what what is your dating life like today? Uh, we were talking about this before. Yeah, uh, Angel. <laughs> the uh, the funny thing is. Right now, um, I've come to a point where, I mean, last year I was ranked one of the top 10 pickup artists uh, in the world, and I was, like, on fire. I mean, absolutely on fire. But um, when you sleep with the whole other girl, uh, you start to realize what you want is, re- is a lot higher quality girls, and more importantly, a lot higher quality lifestyle. Hooking up with women just happens. If I was to go out, I mean, I could, I could uh, pull... I could pull a girl every single night if I wanted to. Um, you know, she would. I'm not saying I could pull a ten every single night. I mean, I do live in London, and it's, it's hard to find them. <laughs> uh, but what I'm saying is, you know, if I wanted, to get it, but uh, you know, sex because it's so abundant is um, a lot less, uh, a lot less uh, of an issue to me now because it's so abundant. You know, and uh, I am dating. Uh, a girl right now it's not an exclusive relationship but I still hook up with other girls and she's comfortable with that um, because she knows what I do as well I'm, I'm pretty honest with the girls that I, that I hook up with and people I remember I remember hearing a dating coach say this and being like holy shit you, you know, how can you how can a girl ever accept you hooking up with other girls and uh, trust me it's not easy but when you get to a certain level you know how to do it you know? yeah. and uh, and so uh, you know so I uh, I'm uh, the girl I'm dating right now is a is a uh, tripper at Stephen Ryan. She's one of the like hands down hottest girls there. Um, and uh, you know, I didn't meet her there. I met her in a club. So it 
any indication of a club game, then, uh, you know, then, uh, you know, it's a good sign. But, uh, you know, I'm dating her and, uh, you know, any, any day that we can go out and pick up. I travel a lot for, uh, my businesses. Uh, like, you know, we were talking about how, uh, I was just, uh, around your zone, actually, in, in the, in Asia, um, uh, you know, visiting my, uh, my factories in China and, uh, visiting Indonesia and Hong Kong. I have a few sources of, of uh, income which um, which do me well and nicely, and uh, you know, I also have a good income from law systems. So, um, you know, I have right now. I would say that uh, you know, hookups happen regularly. Like it's not even a question of hookup anymore. And it, I mean, it is sometimes a question of how how hot the girl would be. And I really, I really, really fun for only the nine tens, but. Uh, you know, you, you get you typically get one of those every one or two weeks that you uh, that you see them, and a lot of the times it's taken, or you know, it's you know, you don't always have a one hundred percent hit ratio with the game. But uh, those are the type of girls that I go with, and um, when I'm stopping now, it's really my social service to have a really solid um, group of what we say called Navy SEAL uh, Navy SEAL team of guys around me who enhance both my life and my ability to pick up. Here's the interesting thing about that. Um, something that, I mean, we, I don't want to get into extreme technology, but within social circle mastery in the game, we realize that the males that you surround yourself with are often more important than the females in terms of your ability to pick up, right? Because uh, the way that you interact in a social group um, is a, uh, what John Nash called a signaling mechanism to uh, girls uh, around you to see how attractive you are um, because they can more accurately judge or their, their subconscious brain will accurately judge your social value by way of the way people act around you and their status as well. So, um, you know, I, I have now a Navy SEAL team in London and in, uh, in internationally. I'm thinking about moving to LA next year uh-huh. uh, or, or, this, or this year and, um, you know, reuniting with, uh, with Braddock and with Zach. Um, two instructors from Love Systems who are also on the same path as me, mm-hmm. and uh, really developing a um, lifestyle where you know, I'm a, I'm both a, uh, I mean, uh, you know, there's no, there's no two ways about it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a multi-millionaire who's got, you know, who can travel a lot, um, but who also has a good business and delivering value to a lot of people. And um, I have a sort of, uh, I don't want to hire him of women or anything. I want to live the, pen, uh, the penultimate lifestyle. Uh, you know, just like as a side thing to that, what we were talking about earlier is, you know, when when you get this part of your life handled, 
uh, it, it, it really allows you to build the other aspects of your life. You know, you've been talking about, you know, your lifestyle and uh, your wealth and all the other aspects of your life you're working on now and you're building and you aspire to. And, you know, as, as part of that, as the back, backdrop to that, once we've kind of like solved and, and got over, um, what would you say, our insecurities in the dating area of our world and, and, you know, got satisfied with that aspect of our life, then it actually frees us up to pursue all of these other things uh, that we really want in our life. Yeah, not, not only that. I mean, um, what I found was that, and this, this may be uh, um, in particular to myself and Braddock, but, um, you know, because we did so much research into social circle mastery in a game, I mean, looking at social circle mastery, social circle mastery is the study. I, I mean, I'm not even supposed to be promoting this right now because uh, we're, uh, we're stopping the seminars because... Um, you know, we get it. We we don't we don't find a need to teach it anymore. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't uh, economically pay as well as boot camps do either. So you know, we we don't run it very much anymore. Right. But um, the, because we spent so long in that, I learned how to build social connections. I learned really really powerful principles of influence and of likability and of uh, the way that you operate in a social sphere. And I I just I get it. I'm so comfortable in that environment in that sphere. Like, uh, and it makes my life, there's no questions in my head when I'm in social situations about what needs to happen, about who I am, about my, my position at sphere, about why people react in certain ways. Like, I, I, um, I literally, it's not like seeing the matrix, it's like seeing the matrix within yourself. I, I, I you know, then don't, don't let me get into a rant about that. But, um, what I'm saying is, um, you know, you take those skills and you bring them to other areas of your life. So, for example, the ability to socially network, you know, I have uh, access to you know, high-end and celebrity social circles in London, but the ability to know how to do that, and some of it is a little bit Machiavellian, but in the end, it all comes down to your integrity and your reputation and, you know, the fact that people trust you and the fact that you don't you don't want to and you can't a lot of the time trick people into believing that you're a good person unless you are actually a good person. Mm. That's so. That's that's so weird. Like, you know, we 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 talk about a concept called influencing in uh, in social circle mastery, which means that, you know, Angel, if you if you met someone and you know, have you ever met someone? You shake the guy's hand and you start talking to him, and for some reason, your body goes, "I don't trust this guy." Yeah, sure, of course. Exactly the same same 
from here. Although I haven't worked in a, in the social circle stuff anywhere near as, as much as you have, so I'm, I'm sure you've got a lot more out of that. Um, yep, um, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna start like winding this up now, but I, I kind of want to leave uh, with you know you've spoken about like uh, before we were talking about you know wanting to give back um, and things like that, and you touched on it a little bit during this interview as well, and. Uh, I, I wanted to talk about like you know uh, on the boot camps you know I know back when I was training now and again you'd have a, one of, a student that was uh, um, a lot more challenging um, and you know it would take take uh, it would take a lot more to like kind of help them through what they were dealing with so I'd I'd like to finish off with you know kind of you talking about one of your most challenging students and and like how how you got around those challenges in in helping him. Sure. Um... God, they've been they've been some challenging students in the past. There's been two guys in wheelchairs. Wow, that that is kind of different. There's uh, a guy with the um, disfigured face. Um, there are guys with disfigured in the game, which really, which really horrible. Like very, very hard to deal with. I'd much, I'd much prefer someone with a disfigured physical side than with a uh, with a really fucked up in a game. It's a lot harder to deal with. I mean, like. I have literally on boot camp come across guys who cry because I've brought out repressed memories. You know, right? It's so weird, uh, Angel, that you become a um, like you become a psychologist sometimes during boot camp because you really go deep into the reasons. What is stopping someone's best self from coming out is often things that they can't see, but you have to. Me as an instructor, I have to, have to, have to be trained to see. You know, and um, it, it takes like it takes a lot of. I say this all the time to uh, to, uh, to to my instructors that are trained now. I train. I train. I think I trained almost fifty percent of the new um, the new instructor team. You know, but I say that you know you have to be able to look into the world from the perspective of that person that you're teaching, and to be able to see um, the things that are going wrong, because every every action is a result of a feeling or an emotion, something that happens inside. Every every negative reaction or uh, attraction, attra uh, 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 reaction that decreases attraction is a result of that. Um, of that. And it's our job is to actually to actually find that. So, um, and you know, when you when you get a fucked up in a game, there's layers and layers of stuff that you just have to go through to, to discover that. And I keep, I tell the guys, it is the find a way the most important part of boot camp. When I have to put myself into their shoes. And, uh, and start asking questions, start feeling and acting and talking like the person so that I can neurologically feel exactly what they're feeling to be able to, to fix them. It's great that it, it's given me the skill of empathy and uh, of understanding someone else's point of view and of being able to fix that. But man, it's, it's fucking exhausting. So, um, I mean, uh, let, let me think. Toughest student, just to get back to your, your question, um, toughest student was probably um, the 16 year old dude. Uh, Pretty messed up in the game. I mean, it wasn't that bad, but, uh, you know, really, really old guy, and, uh, well, no, no, 60 wasn't that old. I had, I've had it older. But, you know, he was, he was 60, and, uh, he'd just gone through a rough war, and, uh, literally took the boot camp with women, had never heard nothing about any science. His, his friend literally sent him there. Oh, oh, wait, no, I just thought of a tougher guy. God. Alright. These two, um, these, this was, this was at the, oh, God. This is horrible. This was my Playboy Mansion boot camp. Right, which was supposed to be an awesome time for me. This boot camp, interestingly enough, was the one where uh, Bobby Rio from uh, TSB magazine actually tracked me and 
down and pull my trust skills and pull my uh, my uh, skills and then rank me as uh, one of the top drop pilots in the world. Yeah. What happened this weekend was um, the student was um, okay. The student was a multi-millionaire, right? Now, okay, follow me here. He was a multi-millionaire who one year ago, a human friend, a multi-millionaire, one year ago walked across the street and got hit by a truck, right? Was they were literally dragged along the ground like fishermen, so twenty meters, tore up their faces. Oh. Their ligaments tore up their arms. They couldn't walk properly. One of them, had, his eyes were all fucked up. Shit. Um, was blind from like lost three quarters of his vision. And have you ever seen um, that movie Born on the Fourth of July with um, Tom Cruise? You know, you know when he, uh, you know when he, uh, he comes out of uh, Vietnam and he's just in that destructive mental state. Yeah. You know, and he, he goes in the boot just. A crazy destructive mental state. Now, these guys, right, were not only in that destructive mental state, but was in that state, spoiled, um, uh, you know, because they were, they were filthy rich. So, you know, they didn't, they were sort of like this, this like, sort of arrogance and physically, um, physically fucked up as well. We were at the Playboy Mansion, you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, like, wow, that was, uh, that was tough. But, and you know, when you do that, when that happens, you have to appreciate that the, the place where the student is coming from, you know, like you put yourself into their shoes and the realization is that there are ways which I need a student to think in order for that person to be naturally attractive women. But there are, let's say that's point dead, you know, but for them to get to point dead, there are numerous people along the way which often the, there are barriers, psychological barriers, emotional barriers, and uh, barriers which have been reinforced by years of um, of uh, um, reference experiences, uh, where the brain is wired to, to act that way, or in their case, um, a, uh, a, uh, a, what do you call it, a, uh, a traumatic event, right, which stops them from getting to the reality that I need them to get them at, yeah. Before I can go relate them onto, you know, um, to uh, onto a bunch of uh, girls and know that they're going to be particularly attractive. My goal there, you know, my goal is not necessarily to get laid, but to give them the tools to get laid. All right? Any Tom, Dick, or Harry on, on a lucky night to try and get laid. It happened on the bootcamp. It really pisses me off, actually, when Danny Coach take the, um, take the uh, credit for <laughs> some guy who, who got laid.
And as I told the chill culture before, spending 10 minutes doing that, for me, is, is simply exhausting. You know, I have to put myself into the shoes of the student. Yeah. Spending, um, spending uh, you know, a whole night, by the end of it, I was literally, I wasn't in tears, but I was really upset because um, I hadn't got there. You know, there was my first time ever at the Playboy Mansion. I was really excited. I basically spent all night with uh, helping two guys who really, really uh, needed my help. And uh, Savoy put his hand on my shoulder when I came back to uh, space camp. And he's like, uh, he's like, good job. He's like, next time we go to the Playboy Mansion, you know, I'll, I'll fly you over or I'll invite you. And he hasn't come through with that, so fuck him. Oh, that's an awesome ending. Well, yeah, but the, the, the effect, I mean, that's not the ending, it's the beginning, right? Yeah, yeah. That should happen after the boot camp. And, mm. you know, I got in touch with them uh, afterwards, and, you know, they said, you know, we, we love systems had a uh, no questions asked money back guarantee policy. So um, they basically could have asked for a refund at any time, even after the boot camp finished, right? Mm. And uh, they knew this, and, you know, they sent me an email saying, look, thank you so much. You know, we appreciate how much effort you put in, and, um, we know we can. It's it's like um you know how you have the four stages of learning like conscious, unconscious, incompetence. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. oh, yeah. Uh, well, they were you know they were unconsciously incompetent. Yeah. It came out um consciously, consciously incompetent, and uh, going towards conscious incompetence, right? Which for, for guys who came from such a uh, a place black, for me having only fifteen hours with them, right. Uh, including my seminar time, so 15 hours, like, you know, in field, uh, what, uh, like five, five, no, six, six hours, six hours in field, mm. but uh, was a pretty big, uh, a pretty big um, success in my mind, you know. Mm -hmm. That, that, that's that's an awesome story and uh yeah it's, it's it's pretty inspiring that you know even guys in in what we'd consider as like as you say having gone through such traumatic experiences um can you know start to recover from that and you know um you can you can help them move on yeah so um mr m thank thanks for the interview today it's been awesome catching up with you and uh there's been some great stuff in it so i'm looking forward to, put, to putting this up on the site um yeah I'll, I'll let you get on with your day now uh, i'm sure you should have other stuff to do it's night time here so uh time time for me to go out um but uh yeah i look forward to catching up with you again great well uh yeah i look good luck with uh yeah the daily skills review i i, I love with uh, what you guys are doing and uh you know you guys deliver a lot of uh really great uh, content to your, uh, your listeners and to your, to your sponsors and uh if you ever uh need me to, uh, to come on and uh, do another interview again, then uh, let me know, and uh, we'll get the Skype issues sorted out before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. And, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll go from there. All right, awesome, man. Like, Well, like I say, it's been awesome catching up with you, and 